Hello, everybody. Good morning. My name is, or well, good afternoon now. It, this is the Story Podcast. My name is Corey Rosen, and I have a super awesome guest, Mr. Sir Dominique Jordan. Uh, Sir Dominique Jordan, the prolific one, is a poetic vanguard hailing from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, whether it is spoken word or on a page. He uses his unique verbiage to inspire others to use their vulnerability as a superpower. He identifies as an artivist and teaches across the country about how hip-hop culture and general creative expression are tools that can be used in the classroom neighborhood to enhance the overall educational experience. He loves to challenge people to make a difference in their community as they see fit. The prolific one is also the lead vocalist of the sensational, funky, hip-hop, and R&B band, The Prolific Steppas. Lastly, Sir Dominique Jordan is the founder and CEO of both the Artivist Corps, a social enterprise dedicated to youth mentorship through the lens of creative expression, and Nobody's Pen, a poetic writer's collective. Find him and his efforts on the social media using the hashtag WhatThatImpactDo. Dominic, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for having me on, Corey. I appreciate you, man. Of course, man. So let's get started. And why did you, you know, how did this begin? You you started all of these different things. You uh, started as an artivist. Where did this begin for you? Um, That's a loaded question, man. That's it is a loaded, loaded question. question. I'd say, you know, uh, I, be, I began this, this, this journey um, of being a creative entrepreneur, of being an artivist. Um, based off of just seeing, you know, the seeing the 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 world from a lens of, you know, just disenfranchised young African American man, you know, um, mm-hmm. I was raised by my single mom mainly um, growing up, and uh, she had five kids. I'm the oldest of, oldest of seven altogether between my mom and my dad's kids. Um, but you know, early on in life, my mom was a teacher, and was always really big on pushing me to utilize my you know, my, my, my skill set, my love for writing um, to help other people and to really just tell my story, you know. Um, and I'd say within the last couple of years, really, I've taken that leap of betting on myself and really just seeing how far I can take this thing and how much of an impact we really can make on other people, not just in the Lancaster area, but who knows, all over the world, you know. Um, I, I started really as an educator prior to being a creative or artist per se. And as well as a motivational speaker. So I've traveled, you know, across the country, spoken to a lot of different people on a, a multitude of topics. But, you know, most of the stuff that I talk about is about the notion of being prolific, right? Planting seeds to help the world breathe and, and, and really challenging people to look at creativity, art, music as the uni- universal language it is to have discussions about things that a lot of us are too scared to have you know, um, for the, for the greater good. So, so what is it like for you as a, uh, well, as an education, as an ed- educator, uh, to begin with, what were some of the things that you really wanted to nail into the, to the youth that you've been seeing around the, uh, different, you say yourself, you're disenfranchised mm-hmm. African-American. What, what is the education behind that? What do you want to get out there? What do you want to teach these young folks? Well, for, for starters, I want to teach them who they are, right? They say, um, if you don't know where you've been, you'll never know where you're going. And I, and I think that um, a lot of times our approach when teaching young kids, especially in public school, it's always like, do this, do that. If not, here's the consequence. Right. And, you know, 
the numbers the numbers show that you know f- over fifty percent of young African American male students are disproportionately uh, really targeted with mm-hmm. consequences that their peers really don't see on a regular basis. They could get in trouble for the same type of stuff, but it seems like the young African American male is criminalized in the modern day classroom in in America. And I don't even think just you know, uh, uh, now I think that's always been a thing, but now it's been so prevalent. Um, the school to prison pipeline is just pushing our young boys into this system that they don't even really understand. So my goal is to utilize hip hop culture, creative expression, and again, not only tell their story, but to transform, revolutionize education. Because we know that when we start to learn more about who we are and where we come from, the, the, the limits are, are, you know, they're going to diminish. They're going to disappear super fast. And we can literally do anything we put our minds to, especially these young men. Um, I also have two sons at home as well. Mm. So I got a five-year-old, well, six-year-old. This is his birthday today. So I got a six-year-old and I got a two-year-old. And, you know, for lack of better terms, growing up, you know, like I said, I really mainly grew up with my mom. You know, my I, I met my dad a little later on in life. And um, he, he's an amazing dude as well. But, you know, there were certain things that they could not teach me. I needed to learn through trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and a lot of, you know, kids, especially adolescents, you know, they're always bumping their head and not listening to their parents. So when I teach kids, I'm very keen on that, right? I let them know like, hey, I don't need you to just do this for yourself. If you care about me at all for just coming here and speaking to you, I need you to do this for my kids because my kids are going to listen to you. They're not just going to listen to you. They're going to do exactly what you do, right? They'll rather listen in the sense, listen to your actions than listen to your words. So, you know, I got to walk in my purpose to show the kids how important it is to just own your own destiny. So tell me a bit about more of the hip hop culture that you're talking about, uh, the stuff that you really want to highlight through the hip hop culture. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, for, for, to unpack that a little bit, I got a really good friend of mine. Um, he's an educator as well. And he's probably the first person that I saw really like do this. And, and I don't want to say like his, I, I don't want to claim what he does, but like, my my good friend, Mr. Ellis, the teacher. I don't know if you ever heard of Mr. Ellis, the teacher, um, but he literally teaches young people all over Lancaster City how to multiply with hip hop music and trap music. Right. He makes super kid friendly music that just inspires the kids to learn. That was the first artist that I saw in real time that I wanted to be like, you know what I mean? Like in the classroom, like he's doing it, whether, you know. For, what, for lack of better terms, if you if anybody else saw that guy, you know, they're probably be like, oh, that's corny or that's this, that's that. This dude has elevated his play so much. And if you went to, the, I'd say 90% of the schools in this city and asked them who their favorite rapper is, he's going to be in the top five. I think that's incredible because by the time these kids become older and they start seeing like the value on which this man was putting into them, it was it was incredible. So with that being said, you know, I, I, I hope to you know, utilize the elements of hip hop in a different type of manner to be able to inspire kids and make a change, right? So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a poet. I mean, I make music as well, right. but I identify as a spoken word poet. And, you know, rap is literally rhythm and poetry. So I think getting kids to understand the importance of, you know, the English language and how it could be, how it could be utilized to our advantage or how it could be, you know, utilized to take advantage of us is super, super important. Um, even, you know, uh, I'm big on history. I'm a history buff as well. Shout out to my pops. Cause he, he, he's taken me to places that, you know, incredible things have happened and not, and, and maybe some, you know, more infamous things have happened in our city that I wouldn't have known or understand if I didn't stand in those spaces, you know? 
So I want to show young people around this this city and afar how important you know even just Lancaster City is in regards to American history, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think music, hip hop, um, in general is the easiest way to do that. It's the it's the language of you know the oppressed, the marginalized groups from the 70s up to now, you know, and, and at the end of the day, hip hop music is the most polarizing genre of music in today's world. So why not figure out a way to, you know, basically reclaim it, reown it rather than let it be, you know, perverted and and, and utilized um, in, a, in a manner in which it's not conducive to our success, to the people who've created it. So you, you mentioned that a little bit, uh, like hip hop has been uh, perverted in some some sorts of ways. Mm. Can we go into that a little bit? What what do you? Yeah, think for sure. Think well, well, for starters, right? Um, I, I was actually talking to a good friend of mine about this. I don't know if anybody watching this has ever watched The Get Down, um, but it's a super dope uh, uh TV show on Netflix about like the birth of hip hop. Um, and, and it's amazing, man. And one thing that I really like about The Get Down, and one of my homies actually mentioned this to me, is that The Get Down emphasizes how important not just black people were to the creation of hip hop, but also Hispanic people. Mm. And I think that, you know, just growing up, um, as we don't necessarily own hip hop in the way that we've cultivated it, right? People kind of tell us like who listens to it or who it belongs to or who identifies with it more. When we know people all over the world identify with it, but more specifically, the roots come from you know, uh, black and Hispanic folks coming together and not really knowing, you know, why all the turmoil was happening back in those back in those days, late seventies, early eighties, um, in, in New York City. And if you watch the show, it's it's pivotal to learning about like the basic history of hip hop, and it's entertaining as well. Right. Um, well, you know, in today's world, it, it, it's easy to get sucked into the negativity. It's easy to get sucked into, you know, uh. uh what they tell us is hot, what they tell us is, is not, you know? And shout out to all the creatives. Um, like my good brother Spoken Music was on here. That was the last episode I saw um, that, that you had. And, you know, that dude, he walks the walk and talks the talk. And, and I think that's that's really the purpose behind this, right? Like, how can we, again, reclaim hip hop and then utilize it in a way that no one has ever thought we could do it before? You know, so many times in, in history, um, the... And I'm not even just artistic creations, but the, to keep it relevant, right? Like black music has always been exploited, whether it's jazz, yes. whether it's blues, whether you know it's all these different things. Yet hip hop has been the biggest and 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 and, and uh, youngest, if you want to say, youngest genre of music, but has exploded so much. So in some ways, we almost have to like peel back the layers and get back to like the Harlem Renaissance times and showing that like we can't just be boisterous with this approach. It has to be very strategic and we have to come together to be able to find ways to be able to show the power in it. That's, <laughs> the, uh, the Get Up is a great show as well. I, I've been, uh, I've seen a few of the episodes. I really need to sound just. Bro, it's amazing, it man. It's amazing. So how do you, you also a poet. How do you come up with your lyricism? How does that work for you? What are some of the topics that get you really going? Some of the stuff that gets you inspired? So I know I mentioned uh, earlier that, you know, my mom was really big on on pushing me to use my creativity um, in a positive manner. So I remember <laughs> to I remember when I was a uh, I can't remember the year, but I might have been like eight years old. And I had some cousins that were over. My older cousins had a little rap group and they were uh, rapping, rapping to beats. 
from a video game over these beats and stuff. And they rap for the whole family. And I thought it was super cool, right? So, you know, I go up to my big cousins like, yo, man, I'm trying to get on this, on, the, on one of these tracks, man. Like, what's going on? I'm eight years old. Right. He's like, oh, man, you're too young, man. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm like, all right, cool. So I wrote a little diss track for all of them. <laughs> Right, performed right, cool. it for yeah, <laughs> performed it for the whole whole uh whole family. They loved it, man. But that was like my first, you know, approach. But um, I remember, you know, just growing up around that competitive, you know, atmosphere. Right, like I grew up watching mm-hmm. battle rap and watching like all these other things where like you 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 had to be a you almost had to be like a macho man with the hip hop stuff, right? And there were certain things that I was talking about in elementary school. I'm telling you, bro, like my mom found a dope book of me talking about a bunch of stuff. I had no idea, you know, what I was talking about, but it was also because of the things that we saw growing up, how hip hop was being portrayed, right? Like I grew up watching 50 Cent on 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 BET, you know, like every every corner store had the little spinny G unit chains. I wanted that chain so bad, a little fake chain, turn my neck green. But but you know, for <laughs> right. what it's worth though, that's what I wanted. But um to answer your 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 original question, you know, the 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 poetry comes from me realizing that the facade isn't helpful, isn't conducive to my success. The facade of you know, being that macho man or or having this or having that, like you don't have to do that with poetry. You literally can just be yourself. And and even that, right? There's no rules behind it. Right. I mean, there are rules in terms of certain poems, but in regards to like, you could write a poem about anything. You could write a poem about a breath of fresh air. You could write a poem about like the notion I mentioned earlier, right? Being prolific is about bearing fruit, planting seeds to help the world breathe. That's what I write my poetry about. I try to be very intentional about dropping nuggets in there that'll inspire at least one person that's listening. And um, humbly, I can say, I don't think I've done one show since I've been Sir Dominique Jordan where at least one person wasn't inspired by the performance. And I think that's why I'm successful at what I do because that's my goal. I don't have this, this huge objective of being the best, the biggest star in the world, but I just want to reach people that I've never seen them reach before. And um, man, we've been killing it. So let's talk about some of the things that you've been doing over the past year or so. Yeah, man. So um, for starters, um, it, just to, to keep it relevant to the poetry, uh, we've been you know cultivating this underground poetry scene here in Lancaster City and, and afar, um, but but more so within the last couple of months, I'd say maybe eight or so, we've, we've cultivated at least two different experiences. Um, big shout out to A Concrete Rose um, in Lancaster City. Amazing, amazing establishment, uh, book bar and winery in the city. Um, Black-owned establishment. Uh, every Wednesday evening, I actually host a open mic there called the Griot's Garden uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's a poetry open mic for any and every type of poetry to just come in, feel safe, feel heard, feel seen. Uh, and, and we're really intentional on inviting people from all different walks of life to be able to share space with us. I'd say, I mean, we, we had, we've had people from all over the country really at Grills Garden, but at a Concrete Rose, they've had people from all over the world. And I think that's a the beauty in poetry. Like we don't have to like, you know, shoot our shot for these major things when it's it's grassroots that gets it done, you know? Um and then we also have a poetry collective, um, me, my sister Thundercat, um, my good brother Jazz White, my mother, um, Ms. A, and a few other uh, a few other dope people, but our poetry collective is called Nobody's Pen. Nobody's pen is better than anybody else's pen, but this pen is going to do something. So we lean on one another to be able to push our pens and push our our voices 
to make a real change, right? Real systemic change that can't anyone or there's no one that can really take it away from us after it's already been set in stone. It's in the frequency. So um yeah, I'd say that that was probably probably like the meat and potatoes of some of the stuff that we've been doing over the last um last year. But outside of that, you know, we've been doing some incredible work with the art of this score. Formerly um we were formerly called True to You, where we're in different schools. Um, in Lancaster County. And then now we've been like in schools and different facilities all over the country. But the whole point is to meet the kids where they are, right? Utilizing tools like hip hop, utilizing tools like spoken word, utilizing tools like graffiti arts and different things that teach the kids that their experience is not just important, but it's the only answer for us to really uh, uh, save the world from which it is right now. And I just want to state this, man, like, because I, this year, like, cause I've been, I was really busy last year and I'm busy this year already too. But this year I've been very intentional about like not scrolling and just swiping on social media all the time. But then I realized that when I don't do that, my ear isn't to the streets as much. So I don't really know exactly what's going on in the world. Dude, we've had over 1300 people affected by mass shootings so far this year in the United States of America. I seen that on social media and, and I had a fact checker, of course, but I'm like, dude, like this isn't okay. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. 1,300? 1,300. I'm going to I'll send you the sources, man, because it's right, crazy, yeah. bro. It's crazy. To even and, and when I say impacted, I don't mean those, that amount of people got shot, but right, impacted course, in yeah. the space, like that is not acceptable for, not, not for a place that we call the land of the free, not for a place that, you know, where like I, I was also a military, um, I'm a military veteran as well, you know, and I and that was I'm far removed from that life, right. but like knowing that we have this like, you know, industrious military, like we have all these different resources for our our country, yet it's fallen behind time and time again, you know. Um, we got to figure out a way to make a change, man. And I think that art, music, creativity is the way for us to meet people that you know. We may not identify with the same stuff. We may not even agree, have the same ideology on whether it's religion, whether it's orientation. It could be anything. Right. But at the end of the day, we don't need to be killing each other. And I think that is important. It's, <laughs> it's, it's sad that we have even have to talk about it like that. But everyone has been in survival mode even prior to the pandemic, right? right? So, like, since the quarantine and the pandemic, now everybody's, like, on edge and, like, oh, my gosh, like I need to protect myself. When it's like, why can't we protect each other together? And I think there's ways that, you know... Um, there's things that have been taken out of like our modern day uh, uh, social interactions, whether it's school, whether it's, you know, uh, just, just any type of public meeting areas that have been taken away from us to have uh, uh, this type of dialogue that could be, that could help us get into the, get into the future in a safer way. But You're right. Cause think about all the cashiers that have been replaced by, by robots. Come on, bro. I, w- yeah. I actually took a, a, a trip out to Kansas this year, right? I was uh, speaking at some, uh, juvenile detention centers and prisons and stuff like that on Kansas. So random, but it was, it was, it was incredible. Right. And I, um, you know, my, my, my flight got taken care of big shout out to my good brother, Ryan James and team choices. Cause they do incredible work all over the country. Um, but you know, they flew me out to Kansas and I remember jumping on this, are headed to the airport. I get to the airport. Right. And you know, I'm there, excuse me, super early. Like I tried to, um, I try to get there like two, three hours early before my flight. I guess that's like the the, the, the running time to yeah. be safe, right? 
So I get there and dude, it's like completely empty. And I'm like, yo, this is kind of weird. And I think I was in Baltimore at the time, flying out of Baltimore. And um, I'm sitting there, like I get to my little, like uh, the runway where I'm, I'm, I'm going to be going in at. No one's out there. And I look around because I hear like this, like weird, like voice. Like, I know I'm not tripping. And it's one of those like, like buffer machine things. And yeah. it got a face on it. And it's like, I'm like, yo, I'm, it's just me and you, you know, me and this robot, you know? And this is like the world is changing, man. It's changing. And I don't know if that's for, for better or for worse, but like, I don't know about you, man, but I grew up with like the iRobot movies. Like, I don't really need this in my life right now. No, like, that's the last thing we need is robots coming and taking over the over the this this uh this country that we have or this world that we have. Listen, last thing we need. If I'm having a conversation with a robot, it's the end. Like, even when you pick up the phone, you know what the robot is like, I can't do with this. I want a person. I need a person. I'm cool, man. Like, even, dude, I barely. Again, like the apps and stuff like that, bro, it drives me insane. Like, bro, I want to talk to somebody on the phone. Right. Like, I don't even like texting. Like, I got homies that I am terrible at texting. Don't text me. If you got my number, call, call me. me. Call me anytime. Anytime. Right. If I don't answer, I will get back to you. And it's so weird because, like, back in the day, I was the type where, like, I would text all the time. Where, like, uh, voicemail was so, so outdated to me. Where I think, like, no, like, we should be talking to each other as much as we can. Like these other mediums aren't aren't conducive to us being people, right? You know what I mean? And there's so many things that can go wrong through text. You don't know tone, you don't know intonation, you don't know diction, whatever. You're going to get, the meaning is going to be lost in some of these things. I can't get over this enough. I mean, even over the pandemic, we learned, oh, we need people. Mm -hmm. We are a community communal species yeah. that needs to be talking needs to be online or well not online but online with each other mm-hmm. rather online with you know with the machines or whatever yeah i agree and i would say this though you know to to, to your point technology has brought in a lot of us together yes. you know the fact that like we could just instantly talk to anybody all over the world it just makes the world that much smaller but then again like how do we act on those things so like last um you were mentioning last year right last year i, I took this uh it's an amazing trip. Um, big shout out to the Lancaster County Community Foundation. I was part of their Baldwin Fellowship Program, where they literally give you or you you apply for this grant to take a a journey of, you know, uh, uh, basically unlocking your potential to be the best leader you could be for Lancaster County. Mm-hmm. So they would give you this grant or you submit the proposal for the grant to go on a trip that is going to help you, you know, b- yeah, become yeah. that, you know. Um so like originally when it was pitched to me, some dude was like, he wanted to climb Machu Picchu, right? So like he had to like hire a mountain climber. He had to hire like a trainer to get him in shape for it. And then, you know, use the rest of his funds to go on the trip and then write or like document how the trip went for him and how it helped him become that, you know? So um, my, for one, uh, again, shout out to uh, Music for Everyone as well, because they were my my community benefit organization and do incredible work around the city. Um. But basically, you know, they sent me out to New Orleans hmm. and I went out to New Orleans by myself for a week, right? Away from my kids, my family, my friends. And I didn't know anybody down in New Orleans. But basically, the the goal was to go down there and find out how other people, really the, the hub of black music is New Orleans. So right. like how the hub of black music uses creativity, expression, art, music to not just educate people, but to activate people. How do we use, like, everything about New Orleans that 
from from the outside looking in is all based on tourism. So like I'm trying to do my research online, find out what I can. And ironically, going online, the only thing I could find were documentaries really about Hurricane Katrina. Dude, that's like I mean, no even though like some of those effects are a lot of those effects are still, still there, yeah. But it's like, dude, that's dang near 15 years ago. Right. You know, that's, that's so it's lot. like, dude, Hopefully. like how where when can I get some updated stuff? I had to get down there and get my feet in the in the in the water. You know what I mean? Like lack of better terms, but I had to really like dive into this space. And even like going in, going to New Orleans, like they're below sea level. So like That's what you I mean. feel yeah. that frequency, yeah. like you feel your energy shift. You know what I mean? I mean, that was my first, I can honestly say that was like my first trip ever doing anything by myself. It was my mm-hmm. first plane that I've taken by myself since I joined the military in 2012. So, or 2013. So yeah, it was literally almost 10 years after I had to like, you know, let go of my fear of flying, of traveling by myself, of not knowing um, to become my best self. I had to get rid of the nightmares to chase my dreams, you know, so. So what was it like to go down there all by yourself, New Orleans? Dude, it was scary as heck, but it was, it was fulfilling. My cup has been full since, Um, and and I've been to New Orleans again since then, and it's incredible, man, like. Um, you know, I met some amazing people. I'll tell you this though, man, one thing that has really, really stuck with me prior to me becoming a, a musician and, and, and identifying like as Sir Dominique Jordan, like I mentioned, I, I'm a public speaker as well. Right. So I speak at different schools. I speak at different, uh, community organizations, uh, uh corporate, you know, um, events and, 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 and things of that sort. Um, and I used to tell myself, my dream was always be on Ted talk. I always want a TED talk. I was, what would my TED talk be about? How can I, you know, cultivate this 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 speech and and, and just be prepared for my moment, right? And ironically, you know, not that that dream has ever went away because I still hope to be a part of uh, TED. So if anybody's watching this, knows anybody at TED Lancaster, tell them holler at me, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I was down in New Orleans, right? And again, I didn't really have an agenda when I went down there. I I wanted to shoot my shot for everything. And you know what did they say? Uh, 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 throw the wet noodle on the wall and find out which one sticks and right. roll with it. So that's what I was doing down there. And I remember walking around the French Quarter, right? And um, and I, I'm, again by myself, I I just so happened to like run right into the House of Blues, and I'm standing out front of the House of Blues, right? And this kid. I don't, I don't call him. He's a man. Um, this 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 artist was performing live on the Monday, right before I left. So I I stayed uh Monday to Tuesday, right? Monday to Tuesday of the next week. So like Monday night, my last night in New Orleans, he was performing live. Um, at the at the show, his name's Corday. I don't know if you ever heard of Corday. Amazing MC. They like projected him to be like the next J Cole. Oh wow! So like he's he's definitely a good he's, MC, right? Yeah. Um, just so happens that week. He just dropped the album. Now, you know, for, for people that are watching this or, or, or know some of these artists, right? Um, you know, one of his biggest singles on the album was featuring her and Lil Dirt. Like, those are incredible yeah, artists right, that yeah. people know, you know? So even if you don't know him, when I, I knew of him, but when I saw them on the track, I'm like, oh, he he got to be somebody. Yeah, he got to be yeah, somebody. So, yeah, so, um, you know, I listened to his album. I was down there. I'm like, man, this is fire. But throughout the week, I'm so busy doing things. I'm like, I kind of forgot that, that that show was happening. So to be real with you, I kind of like spent all my bread, you know, that last night I'm like, all right, well, I guess I ain't going to the show, whatever. I also had this portable speaker with me, like this uh, Bluetooth speaker, pretty, pretty big thing that I use to like perform around the city and things like that. Brought it with me as my carry on down in New Orleans. 
have my wireless microphones as well. So I just had this bright idea. I'm seeing all these people busk and just do their thing. I throw on his beats and I start rapping some of my songs over his beats. I got this uh, a trumpet player that comes out. He starts getting busy on the trumpet while me and him are going off. He throws a little bucket in front of us. Dude, I made enough money to get a VIP ticket to go see Corday at the House of Blues that last night. Long story short, right? Dude, I've seen, I've seen some incredible musicians in my life. I've seen Kid Cudi. I've seen Todd Dolla Sign, Janae Aiko. Oh my, so many incredible people. This kid was the best performer I've ever seen. He did it with a live band. His like stage presence was crazy. Choreogra- uh, choreography was crazy. Uh, projection, just his tenacity and 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 uh, 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 charisma was just infectious, you know. Um, and it made me want to come back home and and basically do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a band now, the Prolific Steppers. Um, some incredible musicians from all over Central PA, and we've been gigging and doing our thing. We got some major, major uh, things in the works that are coming up very soon. Um, one in particular, we just did a you know tiny desk like NPR performance with WITF up in Harrisburg, and actually drops next uh, next month on TV and radio. So that's gonna be super cool. But it'll probably be like a four to five track EP um, that'll be released uh, in conjunction with that as well. Um, but the reason why I really mentioned Corday, right, is in, in the TED Talk. Corday, since I went to New Orleans last year, right, he dropped the TED Talk, which like blew my mind because I'm just like, when did, was this guy a speaker? He, act, he also has a, a really heavy lisp where I think like oh, that wow. is like crazy to me. So he, he does this, this, um, this TED Talk. As of December in 2022, his TED Talk is the highest streamed TED Talk in the world. So not only at the top of the year did he inspire the crap out of me with his band, his moves, his lyricism, but then this dude takes my dream and just knocks it all the way out the park. So all that did for me was just confirm everything I needed to know. Like if it's if it's not time now, it's never going to be time. So it has to be time. It's my time to make it happen. Um, so hopefully, you know, one day I even be able to get a feature from him on a track. Who knows? Or at least it's a, a featured speech. <laughs> You know what I mean? But um, yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's definitely been coming, coming together. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to go down to New Orleans. I'm going down there uh, for a road trip this December. Oh, bro, you're going to love it, man. That's a perfect time to go, too. The weather is probably going to be pretty good down there okay. around that time. Um, Yeah, let me know when you go, man. I'll send you to the perfect food spots, bro. Oh, send me to some artists because I want to do this podcast on oh, the road. Oh, damn, man. That's what I want to do. Bro. That's what I, that's the plan. I'm gonna be going all the way down to San Antonio, Texas, coming that's back, amazing. hit up Nashville, Atlanta, because that's also where another big uh, scene is for the hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Atlanta's the the, the hub of, of hip hop right now, man. Right. Um. And and you know what's funny that you mentioned that too. I was watching a um, I was watching a a documentary in a, in a series right now that's out. It's called BMF. I don't know if you ever heard of BMF. I gotta uh, look it up. Black Mafia Family. Um. I mean, they're they're, they're pretty infamous, <laughs> but I would say that they uh. The, the leader of Black Mafia family, um, his name is Big Meech. He's been, you know, locked up for a very, very long time. I think he gets out like probably like 10 more years, unfortunately. But um, he was really, really big on helping to cultivate the Atlanta scene to become mm-hmm. what it is today. And I was watching a documentary about it and just to see the transition and see like some of like legends from Atlanta mention this guy and like, yo, if it wasn't for him investing the time and energy he did into our scene, who knows what it had become, but like now 
you go, I feel like everyone's trying to go to Atlanta to become that, you know? Right. Um, a lot of the influences that we have in music today, are, everybody's coming from Atlanta. Some of the biggest artists in the world are from there, you know? Uh, Lil Baby and all these guys. Um, big shouts to them. And it's it's always been crazy to me that, because, uh, you know, the big scenes back in the day used to be LA, you know, the West Coast mm-hmm. versus the East Coast, hold that whole battle that, yep. that happened. And now it's uh, Atlanta, and I don't know where else it's. Like, is there a versus there, or is there just? Is it just I don't. Atlanta? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think nobody wants to win Atlanta right now. I, I I can't really like vouch for it, but I, I think there are some other um, there are some other spaces that are have an underground scene or have a scene that has been you know holding it down. I mean, of course, New York is always going to have going. a crazy hub in LA. Um, I think Chicago has a very unique scene. Um, and and it's you know for lack of better terms, you know, it, it, it speaks to the ills that are actually happening in Chicago today. And, um, you know, big, big shout outs to the leaders out there, like uh, Vic Mensa and Chance the Rapper and those type of guys mm-hmm. that are like taking the things that they've succeeded in to the next level and inspiring young people that look like them from that area that and giving them other options to be successful, you know, um, because, Honestly, the last 10 years, I think Chicago, their music scene and just their culture in general has made a huge impact for better or for worse on, you know, modern day rap and hip hop and, and, and trap music in general. Um, but yeah, I, I'll tell you this, though, who's on the rise right now, like music scene wise, is our little city. Oh, I know. Yeah, our little city got some fire cooking up, like some incredible people, man. Like, I just want to give a couple of little shout outs, man. My good brother Tyrion Mack, one of my favorite artists. Um, he, he's incredible. Uh, my good brother Laddie Moran. Uh, I mentioned uh, spoken music. Uh, Shug. Um, there's, oh man, there's just so many people that I could mention, dude, that are like killing. My man Worldwide Wednesday, uh, Thundercat. You know Adrian Rose. Oh my good. I feel like if I if I keep saying names, I'm gonna forget people. But I just know like our scene is is coming together slowly but surely that's why i mentioned the renaissance earlier like we have that happening in real time we just got to figure out a way to i don't want to say keep it secretive but like cultivate it to where like no one can take away the momentum that we built yeah and there is there is a scene i mean even just from like outside of rap as well there is a giant punk scene here i feel like that's always been the case though there's always been like an incredible rock scene here that a lot of people didn't realize Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Even like like Ford the River is is the one that comes to mind, or uh, like the Killman Saints. Well, it's kind of Celtic rock, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even to the end, not even like the kids' talent that have. There's a there's a what uh what is it Beyond the End? I think. Oh my goodness! That, that are just going yes. to the rock 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 Hall of Fame. I think they won last night. Did they? I think so. Yeah. Wow! Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. But, but is it before the end? Yeah, I think it's before the end. Right before the before end. Before the end. Yeah, saying, yeah, they're from based out of York. Um, so so last year we actually did this um big shout out to the Young Musician Academy and, and Music for Everyone. Um, my organization and, and those two, we came together um to support um Young Musicians Academy for their young musician showcase they do every year at Ben's Park. And before the end came out there, and when I tell you, they knocked that thing out the park and bro, like they're legit, man. They, big shout out to their families mm. and their parents that support them, invest into them. Because that's yeah. that's really what it is, man. Like we gotta figure out that piece like how do we um the whole notion of it takes a village how do we support these young people because when they came out here to lancaster from york not only did they come with their own little tour bus right they had a little <laughs> like little cheese bus that it was spray painted up it looked fire man and then 
all the parents and their supporters were there front row, lawn chairs, ready to go. You know what I mean? Right. And I, that was inspiring to see. You know what I mean? Um, so we just got to figure out a way to keep engaging our audiences that you know, everyone listens to, not everyone, but mo majority of people listen to music. And I think sometimes we forget that like our grandparents or our uncles or our cousins are also, you know, consumers as well. Right. Um, and, and I would say even just for my own sake, in some of my experiences over the last couple of months, you know, our audiences have changed immensely. Right. So many different people are giving hip hop the time of day that they never have. I say last year was was my opportunity to bust hip hop through the seams. I, mm. I can honestly say, you know, in a very short amount of time, I was able to bring hip hop to a bunch of different events in the city that it's never been before, like uh, Velocity, uh, Extra Give. All these different places that people Extra are never, give, really? yeah, man. Wow. I, I performed with my band at Extra Give, not this past year, but uh, 2021. Wow. And that was honestly, it was an incredible experience. I'm super, super gracious and thankful um, for it. But like since then, we've realized, like, oh, wait a second, other people realize how powerful hip hop is too. And at the end of the day, hip hop is a, a melting pot of a bunch of music and genres put together. And I think that's where. The, the misconceptions lie, you know, uh, because the the band that I brought out to extra give that one time, dude, like I had a violinist that played classical music. I had a, a, a percussionist on the djembe from uh, um, from Africa, you know, like the the genres of, of music that were up on that stage together didn't necessarily fit. <laughs> but man, we crushed it. We crushed it. But now um, the prolific step is my, my band. Now we're we're still trying to cultivate like what the sound is called. Um, but it is definitely a very unique and special sound. Um, because we we just got some very talented musicians and people that are invested in the notion of again being prolific, right? Like mm. pouring into people, not really knowing like what can transpire after that. You may never see that fruit that's bare. You may never see that tree grow. But at the same time, you know, someone has to do the work. It, it's been said a million times. I'm gonna plant the seeds of the tree that I will never see the shade of. Come on, man. It's it, people gotta do it with and uh I know we can go off on this little tangent, but the culture of self or uh instant gratification that we have is one of the biggest problems. Yeah. For us. It, it sucks because it's only getting worse, bro. Like only, getting, only worse. getting worse, man. I get I get notifications all the time. They're like, hey, would you like to enroll in this auto pay? Hey, would you like to, you know, uh like even um I ain't going like just some random, right? Like, I got this bank app that always like tells me like, hey, like you could get money back if you deposit your mobile checks with us. And I'm like, man, I go to the ATM. Like, I have to go to the ATM or I have to talk to the teller. Like, I don't want to do all this stuff like via this little device because I don't, I don't want to get sucked it. into that and trust it. Because then at the same time, I, I've noticed one time, you know, and this was a couple months back last year. But like I'm on my phone swiping and I'm just so like getting so irritated at this phone because it's not operating in the manner and it's that 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 instant gratification is so unhealthy. Like we need to find ways to unplug and reset ourselves to become our best self. Absolutely. Because humans weren't made to be, I mean, there are there are so many studies on this <laughs> where our dopamine levels are getting ridiculously high. So when even they're at their base level, we feel mm -hmm. depressed. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. And, and and now, so many times, um, 
like you ever heard heard the term like functional depression? Yes. I think so many of us are in this space and we're wired because we're steadily swiping, we're steadily and we're not taking care of ourselves. We're right. not we're not finding a, 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 a sustainable ways to proverbial fill our cup. You know what right. I mean? Like proverbially fill our cup up on a regular basis. Um, and, and and that's kind of like where we're at. It's a bunch of empty people just swiping and swiping and swiping, looking for the answers on an app that was created for you to feel empty. You know, and, well, not only that, and to keep you glued onto it. The mm-hmm. algorithm is so really good at keeping you like I would go on TikTok at night and then I'm there. I only want to be, you know, five minutes. Mm-hmm. I've been on for an hour. Yeah. Easily. 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 I look at the time. Oh, shoot. It's one o'clock in the morning. I needed to go to bed yesterday. Yeah. Quite literally. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, so as, there are so many problems with, with mm-hmm. the Instagram gratification, and that's why we need to start learning. And that, that's why I really appreciate your work. You're, you're teaching students how to invest in themselves mm-hmm. early. You need to invest in yourself as early as you can to see the fruits of yourself. Definitely. If you aren't doing any, anything in your 20s, in your early 20s or your late 20s, what are you gonna have to show for it for your 30s or your 40s? You ain't gonna have no wealth. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna have no nothing, and you're gonna be out on the streets most likely. It's true. And 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 in today's world, right? I even want to kick this because you know, as much as social media and like technology could be frustrating, we obviously know how pivotal it is yes. for you know the the the, the transformation of Good what the world bad. looks like today, right? So like one of the big things I like to talk with young people about is the dig- digital citizenship. Like, mm. how do you carry yourself online? You know what I mean? Like, it, like at the end of the day, there's no way that you cannot utilize it at all. Well, I guess there is, but depending on what your line of work is, somebody is going to have to use it for you. You don't have to be the social media guy, but you might have to hire a, a social right. media marketing person. Like, that is a pivotal um, piece to the success of businesses today, entrepreneurship today. Um, and it's a viable career option. And I think a lot of these young people, they understand how the algorithm works in a yes. sense. They understand how to crack the code on some of these apps and different things like that. But realizing how to use that power, what does, uh, what does Uncle Ben tell Spider-Man? With great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Like you, be, Being very keen on that. Like I remember when I was a kid, right? They'd tell us, be careful what you post on social media. It'll always stay there. It'll always It'll follow you. Up. Always follow you. In a sense, yes, that's true. Yeah. But it was always negative. I feel like the contents was always like, Either stay off of social media or blah, blah, blah. When it's like, nah, like for the kids I work with, if you are going to be on it, which more than likely you are, use it to your advantage. Post about your art. Post about the things, like even the the creatives that I work with, right? Like a lot of us, because of the algorithm, we're trying to find these like creative ways to like bust through the seams and like, you know, uh, I I got this this, this poem that I wrote um, a few weeks ago. It's a fairly new poem, but I talk about like, you know, the constant uh, uh, turmoils and like and, and stressors of boosting ads on social media and, and, and trying to fit in or trying to tap in with, you know, uh, uh, not even just the algorithm, but like your your own um, analytics online and like trying mm-hmm. to learn. It's like, man, when did I turn into the social media manager? You feel right. me? Yeah, like the, I, I got to be a marketing guru on social media now to be a successful artist. Guys, whoever's listening to this, that is not true. Not you do true. not have like if you want to do that, that is great. But at the end of the day, you don't gotta force yourself to do nothing. Be yourself. That's for me. My social media works for me because I'm just myself. You know what right. I mean? I'm myself, and it works for me. Like 
it, that same reason here. I'm not a very good anything, really. I, I just know how to talk to people. I like to play music, and I like to figure out who people like to or what people like to do and who they are. I'm going to unpack that for you, bro. You are really good at it. Thank Even you. just doing this. Like, yeah, you're good at it, I bro. I appreciate it, man. And all, all I do is uh, people are going to say, oh, uh, he's got this genius idea. Like, no, I just use Canva. Give the, you know, I, you know how I do really? it. I, I emailed you. I just said, hey, you want to do something? And you said, yeah, just get the info that I need, and boom, it's done. Yeah, I, and I think that the irony, you know, we talked about the instant gratification. Yes. When when we are so used to like social media being so e- easily um you know utilized in, in so many different ways, the minuscule stuff, the easy stuff, we have so much difficulty with. The things that like were 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 easy 10 years ago seem to be so hard because like right. we procrastinate on everything. We don't even Absolutely. realize like yo man, you could have got that done yesterday. You yes. know what I mean? Or, or if we're too perfectionist about it, oh, well, what, if, what, what about this? What about this? Uh, music is a great example. Oh, what about that reverb? The, the, re- the snare doesn't sound quite right. Or uh, that, that vocal could be a little, it's a little off pitch. Who cares? Yeah. Do it. Promote it. Get it out there. Work on it later. Yeah. I look, I, I feel that 1000%. Like, and I get it. You know, I think, um, uh, uh, Intention is key because at the end of the day, like when you are intentional about certain things and it's received well, you know, that it feels great. It feels great. But I've been really keen on this. I got some advice from a friend and I try to share this with as many of the people I work with as possible, right? Um, Create without attachment. Mm. You have to create without attachment because if you're attached to some of these things that you create, you'll never feel satisfied. You never, you know, uh, uh, like I think about somebody like Kobe Bryant, right? As, as as much as Kobe's a legend, right? Rest in peace. As much as he's a legend, I feel like when I watch interviews about Kobe Bryant, and even when I was like like watching him play, like I'm I'm a Celtics fan, so I always hated Kobe. I'm gonna be I always hated Kobe. And I loved AI, you know what I mean? So like we just did not like Kobe Bryant, right? But we respected Kobe Bryant. We knew what he brought to the table. But now that I watch interviews of him after the fact, I I appreciate him so much more for how great he was. But I also realized how much he almost hated playing. Like he loved playing basketball, but he didn't. He hated being a person during that time, right? Like he seemed so much more happy after he was done playing basketball because he could put down that competitive edge. He doesn't. You get what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. so many times that when we're in the process, it's really difficult for us to like enjoy it in the moment. And a lot of times it's because we're snapping photos here, snapping right, exactly. photos here. We feel like we have to like document the process to be relevant. When at the end of the day, you're allowed to enjoy life. You're allowed to have fun. Uh, ironically, you know, I, I've never really been a huge LeBron James fan, but I'll tell you this: LeBron is having a time of his freaking life. He is loving basketball. He is loving Hollywood. He's loving like even when he first went to the Lakers, I'm like, ah, oh, here he goes trying to make movies. And now, like, growing up, Space Jam was one of my favorite movies ever. You know, my middle name is Jordan. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. My son's favorite movie is Space Jam, A New Legacy. He loves LeBron James, you know? So it's just crazy to think. Like, I, I was even talking to my brother the other day. And I'm like, yo, bro, uh, what you got going on this evening? He's like, oh, I'm going to the movies. I'm like, oh, what you about to go see? It's like, house party. Like, a new house party's coming out? Really? Like, who would have thought? And I, I look up the uh, the trailer, and the irony, these two dudes are, like, basically cleaning, the, cleaning up houses, right? Like, they're, mm-hmm. like, just, you know, housekeepers or whatever. And they just so happen to be cleaning up LeBron's house. <laughs> 
It's like, bro, then you you can't make this stuff up. Like right. LeBron is the man now. You know what I mean? Like it's just he's one of the he's always gonna be one of the greatest. Um, but like to to see the the point is to see how you know comfortable he is in his skin and enjoying um the fruits of his labors in real time. Like this dude might end up being the first basketball player to ever get to play on the same team of his son. Like, dude, oh, that's wow. like I didn't realize that. Yeah, bro, bro, it's like how could you not, you know. Like that is the most incredible thing in the world, and I think a lot of us don't realize if we put the work in, but not just put the work in, but you got to really like live it, breathe it, enjoy it, you know, in the real time. Anything is possible, man. If you're right, because you don't know much about me. I'm an introvert. You wouldn't know Mm -hmm. otherwise. You a whole podcast? I'm a whole. I got a whole podcast here talking to people I don't know. You know, that's like the wor- introvert's worst nightmare, right? And I'm I'm struggling speaking all the time, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's literally, you can do just about anything. All you have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten so many cool people on the show just because I've asked. You will never, ma- you know, it's been said a million times, you, n- you miss all the shots that you don't take. Mm-hmm. Right? Come on, man. Close it- mouth, don't get fed, man. <laughs> that's another good yeah, one. Man. Yeah, I like that one. Close mouth, don't get fed. And it's absolutely right. You got to be a go-getter. You got to go. You can't sit around and wait for your life to happen. Mm. One of my, a good friend of mine, uh, uh, his name is Mr. Motivation. He's a, 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 a edutainer, as, as he likes to. Right, he would be a great interview for you, bro, because he's, he's awesome, man. Um, he says, uh, 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 your calling didn't get postponed because of, of a pandemic. Mm. It's like, whew, what? Jeez. Like, people be out here like, Thinking like, oh yeah, man, like I gotta give up now. I gotta go focus on this. When it's like, yo, you are going if you're going through a storm right now, that storm is to water the seeds you planted. Right. People don't even realize that. It's like right. they think, oh, it's time to give up when those seeds are still gonna be sitting there. I, I can't tell you how many uh I've had a, a really tragic childhood where all of those things that happened, they happened for a reason. It made me who I am today. I wouldn't be the same person had I had I been had I not gone through those things. Oh, for real, for, man. For example, my mother died, and I was a big old mama's boy. I'm sorry to hear that, man. It's okay, because you know, it it was her time, mm-hmm. and if if I'm being real about it, she would have been in more pain today had she stayed alive versus not. Mm-hmm. And it it made me deal with some real adult things at you know 12 years old, and it made me figure out my life real quick and helped me you know steer my life towards music. That's awesome. And here I am today. I'm a, a music composer. I'm doing this podcast. I've met these incredible people. I'm one connection away from my all-time favorite musician, Elton John. That's amazing. <laughs> I know that's amazing. Dude, your your mom is proud of you, man. I know. I, and she's proud of me. She's looking down on me and says, that's my son. That's my boy. That's what's up, man. And it's okay. Yo, that just filled up my cup today to hear you say say this, man. That's an amazing outlook on life and, and, right. and to think about it like that, bro. Because at the end of the day, man, um, you know, flesh flesh may disappear, but bro, spirit lives forever. That's the right. Frequency lives forever, and you can't live in in uh, a victim mentality because mm. that just it robs you of all your freedom. You know, you know what they say. My my barber just told me this today. I was uh, I took my son to get a haircut this morning from him, and it's my first time being able to connect with him in a minute, right? Um, and and he said something like, uh, I think he I think he said Louis Farrakhan might might have stated this. Mm. He said like, uh. 90% of a tree's growth happens underground. 
we just we just see the aftermath right. of all the you know the the twists, the turns, the, right. the 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 markings on the bark. You know, but ninety percent of a tree's growth happens underground. We don't even get to see it sprout. We don't even get to see the roots. You know, digging into the dirt and digging into the the, the soil. Um, and I think that is, in a sense, that's kind of like what trauma is. Yeah, like that is you the beauty of a of a, a of a huge maple tree or oak tree starts so small underground and that growth hurts growth is not supposed to be uh, a happy uh, thing yeah well, and, and it can be it can be it's it all just yeah. think it all that that all depends on your perception it of does. it you know um like for instance right growing up um i, I was always raised uh don't get any tattoos don't be marking up your body right you right. know um but ironically in the last couple of 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 I'd say last two months, it's been so therapeutic for me to get tattoos. Not yeah. saying I'm gonna get like mad tattoos, but who knows? Next time I'm on a story, I might have a face tag. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So we're kind of running out our time here. We've almost been live for an hour. That's such a We just rolling through. It's natural, man. I gotta come it. back for sure. Absolutely. We didn't really hit any of your songs. Let's hit one of your songs. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh we have Sheesh. That Sheesh music will be a good one. Talk about it. Uh, so so real quick, you know that that's the final track on the EP I released, the spoken word EP I released on uh on New Year's Eve of last year. Um, the the prolific one is the project. If you like this song, make sure you tap in with it on Spotify. Um, yeah, it's a really really dope track featuring Nyby, uh, Nyby, my boy Jazz White, um, recorded by uh, my good brother uh, DJ Double O, and uh, engineered by my good brother Adrian Rose. So hope y'all like it. One, one time light, two, two time light, three, Another day more poetry, encourage folks to flow with me, seems like there's always another show to body. What's the wave is an understatement, rather a tsunami, the water like the moon has so many tides. Some liquids flow with fire beneath the surface it lies No matter the element, the action remains similar I flow with this pen and pad, swimming in literature My work is the love of culture Building creative bridges of community, that's my type of sculpture Cause The lights that came with all the fame, it's all a game, it's all a vein I won't refrain from getting even Cause they solved the game, they left us hanging, no constraints We ain't the same, can stop this train from breaching biggies Yeah, 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 yeah The lights that came with all the fame, it's all a game, it's all a vein I won't refrain from getting even Cause they solved the game, they left us hanging, no constraints We ain't the same, can stop this train from breaching biggies My woes are sorrow, we used to stuff them in my locker I try to keep it with the senses, missing goals like a soccer Started cooking beef stew out of lemons, a young prolific Milanakis. We ain't have much options. Either still or they get a job to boss up because the lights that came with all the fame, it's all a game, it's all a vein. I won't refrain from getting even. Because they saw the game, they left us hanging, no constraints. We ain't the same, can stop the strength from reaching vacants. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lights that came with all the fame, it's all a game, it's all a vein. I won't refrain from getting even. Cause it's all the gang that left us hanging, no constraints, we ain't the same, can stop this train from reaching biggest. 
petty poet is a broke poet with a pen unable to suffer defeat. I was at war with me so bad I had to retreat. Ain't spitting for your satisfaction. The last on the mic, I might bleep. A bit of sweet freedom, it is to speak. You're unhopeful for the message to seek through these prison walls made of glass. Because the plastic came without a fame. It's all a game, it's all in vain. I won't refrain from getting even. And that was Chiefs Music by Sir Dominique Jordan. Where can people find you at, man? Um, so you can find me on all uh, streaming platforms and Instagram at Sir Dominique Jordan. You can also follow the Artivist Core and Nobody's underscore pen on Instagram. Um, yeah, big shout out to the squad on that track. And I hope y'all enjoyed uh enjoy the the rest of the project and listen to the show. You can find us. My name is Corey Rosen. This is the story podcast. You can find more about us at CoreyRosenProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. We have a really busy week this week actually coming up. Tomorrow we got Rod Goels. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that last name, but he is a he is a, a guitar teacher. He has this awesome guitar podcast. He has he's up for a CPMA award nice. coming up. And uh, Tuesday that'll be Monday. Sorry, that'll be Monday at 11 o'clock. Tuesday at 9 a.m. fresh in the morning, we got Alex Stanilla. Stanilla, he is an incredible artist around this area as well. Thursday we have Big Mama Music, mm-hmm. uh, a really great. She's from. She's been all around, all around the U.S. Uh, with her blues and her jazz uh, music. So I'm really excited to talk to her about all that. And then this Saturday, one of my favorite local bands, we got the Big Fat Meanies. Hey, shout out my man Rick, man. That's yeah. my bro. We got the Big Fat Meanies. If you don't know about them, know about them because they they're incredible. Uh, one of my all time favorite local bands uh, as of right now. Maybe besides Taylor Swift, she's local. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, I did hear that she was local. That's pretty cool. So be sure to check that out. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see y'all later. Peace.